we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures you restore my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin rule we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith, and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. Um, I want to give you so much word over the next few weeks that you leave this teaching series convinced that you can have victory over sin. I, I want it, based on what I hear the Lord saying, that if we get this thing as the Lord has given us to us, our moments where we fall to sin will be far and few between. That is possible, and that very notion, um, in your mind, there's a fight going on because we, we got to sin, we're supposed to sin. And this walking free from the power of sin um, is going to put us in position for a hundredfold. Mm. This is going to line us up for a hundredfold harvest. Now watch this. Typically, when we think victory over sin, we want to have victory over sin to go to heaven. Right? Because the sin issue usually only comes when, it, when, it, when it's really time to talk about heaven. Because they taught us in the church of God, heaven is a holy place. Filled with glory. And with grace. But no sin can enter there. And so this conversation of sin is almost always connected to where you go when you die. See, I need you to understand is your victory over sin is going to give you access to heaven on earth. Now the devil doesn't want you, I'm reading, doesn't want you to hear this because it, um, when you live in victory over sin, it means that you're going to be walking in sync with God. And you're going to be living in the rest of God. Victory over sin causes you to be in sync, in step with God, and it allows you to live in rest. That makes the devil paranoid. Why? Because the place of rest is the place that we cast out demons. You never see Jesus casting out a demon in panic. He always casts out demons from a place of rest. Jesus was very disrespectful to demons. Come on, shut up. Don't say nothing. Come on. And like, like he used to embarrass them. And that's why people say, we never seen this kind of authority before. And the Lord said to me, that kind of authority uh, to function um, uh, with that kind of mandate over demons, it comes from operating from a place of rest. Sin disturbs your rest. When you know there's sin in your life, it's kind of hard to rest easy. 
Glory to God. So, so uh, there's a statement here that I want to get to that's so potent. Um, that, let me skip that. No, I don't do that. I can take too long. Oh. Need that one? Okay, let's do this one then. The sin that is at the root of every sin for the New Testament believer, we told you this, is adultery. Idolatry, sorry. Adultery. Iba, Iba, Iba. Sin that is at the root. <laughs> I guess someone needed that word. Sin. <laughs> anyway, the sin that is at the root of all sin that the believer can commit is the sin of idolatry. Watch this. It's because the sin of idolatry is birthed from a lack of faith in who God is and what he will do for you. That's what idolatry is. It's a lack of faith in who God is and what he can do for you, so you find a substitute to do what God's supposed to do for you. That's what idolatry is. Every sin is connected to idolatry. That's why when you go to the Old Testament, there is a strong teaching against this, 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 all these instances of idolatry. That's the, you see that straight through the Old Testament. Uh, they, they go into other gods and these foreign gods. And you know the Old Testament is a shadow of things to come. It, one of the reasons that they were told not to do these uh, mixed marriages was because, watch this, it wasn't the case about mixed marriages itself. The Old Testament is about principle, not about practice. You don't read the Old Testament, watch this, for practice. You read the Old Testament seeking principle. How are we doing? So when the principle about the mixed marriages is you don't want to take on their God. And a lot of us got one spouse, one, hus one husband, one wife, but we are in mixed marriages. Not to your spouse, but to these things of the world. You, you didn't mix up. I ain't talking about the marriage to your spouse. I'm talking about them other marriages. Mm. So, so he's saying to us that you are supposed to be uh, free from these idols, free from these gods, because what these gods do is they does replace me. And when he established this whole idea of idolatry, I ain't got the time to go back there, but when he established it, I think it is in, in Exodus chapter 20, when he made this establishment, he's made this statement, I am a jealous God. Let me just say that. So you can't get mad at that person who you're dating when they tell you up front, I jealous. When you date someone and you decide to marry them, and from the first date, they say, listen now, I just get jealous. So now you will know why they cannot so bad when the waiter hang around the table so long. But they told you from day one, I have a problem with jealousy. So if you decide to marry me, you decide to take on that jealousy. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming down your corner now. Stop, stop telling me I need to get over this and I need to learn to trust you. No, I told you I trust you, but I'm jealous. Yeah. I don't want nobody to stare at you. And now today, I don't want my no woman to stare at you. 
percent. You know, it's just, just another kind of thing now, you know, you got to. Girlfriend, why are you still my wife? So that's what he is now. I, I just said the truth. I mean, this is real talk. Real talk? So, so Jesus is, God establishes from day one. He says, let, let me help you understand this. Listen, I jealous. Now, there's a problem. Here's the problem. The problem is he is jealous and he's also all-powerful. <laughs> you, when, you, when you go in a relationship with God, understand them two things. He's jealous and he got all power. You may want to think twice about this. Cheating not, not only is he, he he's jealous, he's all-powerful, guess what? And he's also all-seeing. So like, like, if you cheat on him, he can see. Am I helping anybody? Okay, so the, the, the prevailing message of the... Last week we spanked you, this week we can just try to teach you now. Last week was telling you, stop sinning so you don't go to hell. This week now we want to teach. We want to wake you up last week. Now let's get into this. Uh, the, the Old Testament uh, highlights the sin of idolatry while the New Testament gives us the remedy for idolatry because in the New Testament we're told to have faith in God. One more time. Uh, that the predominant message of the Old Testament we see constantly is about idolatry. While the predominant message in the New Testament we see is faith in God. And so the remedy for your idolatry is your faith in God. I'm almost there. Uh, so, oh God, the key to not falling prey to idolatry is to stay strong in faith. When faith is weakened, idolatry has access to your life. Now, I, I, I said I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I couldn't keep it to myself. I'm preparing this word, right? Watch this. Um, see, this is crazy. So, um, and my notes, let me read it exactly the way it is in my notes. This is what it says. It says, uh, ultimately, the key to not falling prey to idolatry is to continue building up yourself in faith. That's the way I wrote it in my, script, in my, in my notes. And I'm writing it there, and I don't know why that Holy Ghost sent me somewhere, and it messed me all the way up. Because right there, when I saw that, the Holy Ghost sent me to Jude 1 and 20. What's this, Tracy? This is crazy. So, the key to, uh, to not being overcome, falling prey, or falling victim to idolatry is building yourself in faith. So, when I saw the building up your faith, yourself in faith, immediately my Holy Ghost cross-reference took me to Jude 1 and 20. Here's what Jude 1 and 20 says. But ye, beloved, what it says? So watch this. I went in an activity. And I started to think about something. And I don't know about you. Raise your hand if you could tell me something different. But I have yet been able to sin while praying in the Holy Ghost. Uh-oh. Like, I mean, those of you who buy numbers, try it. Let me know. Somebody like, I don't even know how to answer that. I don't... I, I think he tried to trick me. Like the next time you go to spin, before you go to spin, repando kumbalande le bahando da bahushke da bahar, rodo da bahura babande le bekoto da bahura babai tabai yando da bahu. I was trying to see if it works. 
next time you go to fornicate no I mean it's like and I wrote this down I said I know it sounds funny and it is funny but the truth of the matter is as you pray in the Holy Ghost you build yourself in faith and once you build yourself in faith it's impossible to engage in sin Let me go over here where they spray the Holy Ghost. I just own this area. You may need to consider spending more time praying in the Holy Ghost. So, so that night, when you go to bed, listening to them love tunes. You weren't supposed to, but you did. Because that's where you was. When you wake up that morning, because you know you, that thing is soaking good overnight. When you wake up that morning, how about this? Don't talk in English, you can trick yourself. Because watch this, in English there are certain words that are triggers. This boy teaching good this morning. And, and so what you do, I'm excited over here, you're just talking. Okay. So, and you bread and you use that text there. I started to soak on this thing. I said, boy, if you pray in the Holy Ghost more, you will build your resilience to sin. That's what the Bible says. And I was tempted to stop this teaching right here and turn this service into a Tarian service. Everybody be filled with the Holy Ghost, always praying the Holy Ghost, and sin is no more an issue. But let's go further. That may happen before the series is over. So, so hold on. I think someone, someone beside Dawn just got that word. So, we made this point to you last week. Watch this. Go to Psalm 119 and I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm speeding through this, but I want you to get this. Psalm 119 and 11, I want you to show you something. This is our text last week. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. Mm. This word hid means treasure, establish, or cherish. Thy word have I cherished, have I established, have I prioritized in my heart. I've given this word dominance in my heart. Whoever it is in your life whose word has dominance in your life, they are the ones you won't sin against. Whosever word, whoever it is, their word is the one you treasure it. And the word that you hide in, that's the one. That you won't sin against. So whose word is most treasured in your heart? The reason men would sneak in another room and talk to their sweetheart while in the house of their wives is because their sweetheart's word is more treasured in their heart. And whose ever that make you all uncomfortable? 
I did tell you the word was victory over sin. You should expect these kind of things. Just be ready. Just, you, you may need to keep your seatbelt on. Don't walk up and down the cabin now. There'll be some turbulence in here. You buck your head. Don't just stay buckled in. Whose ever word you treasure in your heart, <laughs> that's the one who you will not sin against. A lot of us, we don't sin against our money. In other words, if church gets in the way with our money, church dies. Our money comes first. Are y'all walking with me? Hmm. If your ambition is what is treasured in your heart, everything else will suffer because you will not sin against your ambition. What is it that you're refusing to sin against? We know it's not God. So what is it that you are treasuring in your heart that you are refusing to sin against? Because mm. I went through this process and I'm if it is God, a lot of the things that we do, we won't do. See, what you treasure, you always think about. That's why he said treasured in your heart. Because it's treasured in your heart, it's constantly on your mind because your heart and your mind are synonymous in this text. So this thing is, you're treasuring this, that means it's always somewhere in your mind. Y'all remember, it's hard to do this with a problem, but... but, but interpersonal relationships. Uh, you remember when you was really in love. How I many of y'all remember being really in love? Yo, raise your hand if you remember being really in love. Y'all stop lying. It's such a liar, man. Y'all stop that. Don't make me mad, man. <laughs> about the kind of in love where that person is literally constantly on your mind. I mean like, like they like a, they like not the annoying but the beautiful mosquito. That, that therapeutic buzz. Glory to God. I mean you in the airport in the departure lounge and you taxing them. Straight. You almost run into the propeller. You walk into the plane. You, oh, Jesus. You taxing them. I bought in the flight now. You in the seat. Hold on. The steward is coming. Hold on. Come on. Talk to me, man. There are times when I was in love. Listen to me, right? When that really, really in love, Robin could do my daily report. I ain't see you all day, no. But she could do my report. Because she know every step I make. Come on. That, that, person, that person who you really, really love, it, they, could, they, could, they could do your report for your boss. Okay, at, at 9.45, they went for coffee. At 9.46, they burned their town.
When God had a Bahura Bahaya. When God has established his priority, when he is the one that you hide in your heart, when his word is one you hide in your heart, there will be no room given to any other God. You know, when you, you know when you're crazy, when you really, really love. Like, you text the one you love and say, boy, when pretty girl just passed me. Like, you're so in love, till you tell the person you love that somebody passed. Like, 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 if you was in love, you wouldn't say that. If you was in love, you'd be like, that's a pretty girl. Like, but you're so in love, you don't get no room for no other gods. So when someone walks by that can threaten your God, you let your God know. You are so... God, I feel like walking this. You are so in love with your God, any threat to your God, an alarm goes off. And you say, hold on, my God. I just saw somebody. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Roll of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office, 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.